0: Here we are at episode 3 of African and American with yours truly, Six the Goddess. Now, keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. This week's show is about relationships between black men and black women, the what and the how. Um, and we are going to cover all types of relationships between black men and black women, be it lovers, be it fathers and daughters, be it mothers and sons. We are going to discuss why we have some of the issues that we have and how we can go about fixing them. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, um, I know that you saw my post about, um, My father actually contacting me. Well, I blocked my father on Facebook because I felt like he was going on my social media to keep up with me and see what I was doing as opposed to picking up the phone and calling me and actually being in my life. So I blocked him and he... Contacted me through Facebook through um, someone else's page, and they, you know, contacted me and was like, You know, your father is thinking about you, he's hurting without you. Um, You know, you should consider speaking to him, he's all you got. And I was like, He's all I got, you know. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, You know, how do I got what I never had? I'm all I got, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I had to take some time to meditate on what I wanted to do because my father knew my mother was sick, raising myself and my brother by herself, and he never stepped up and kind of fixed himself to be able to carry his weight as a man and as a parent. Unfortunately, my father, um, you know, has a, has a he has habits. And those habits just hinder him from being, you know, what he needs to be as a father to me. And as a result of that, you know, we've only met one time and then he'll disappear. The last time that I had spoken to my father, he was either really drunk or really high and had left me a really hurtful and disgusting long voicemail on my phone basically putting me down putting my mother down and the way that she raised me criticizing my mother I am very sensitive about my mom like I don't I know most people are it's like you know don't talk about my mama and I'm especially sensitive about my mother because she did something that most people could not have done or would have been too afraid to do. When she was you know raising two children while she was literally dying and did it by herself and did it with a smile on her face So it's like no one can come from my mom. I don't care who you are. Even my dad He definitely can't come from my mom. So when he came from my mom I was like, you know, I gotta just cut this nigga off before I kill this nigga Like I will literally shoot you by my mama in the face like I have no understanding when it come to my mama You cannot tell me nothing about Isla Nelson. I don't care what you got to say. I don't want to hear it. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. I saw her struggle. I lived with her behind those closed doors. So that is why back when me and my father were speaking, why we stopped. Because I just was like, bruh, I have no understanding with my mom. You got to go. So that was the last time that we spoke, just to kind of give you some insight. And that was, you know, years ago. So I was kind of shocked to see, you know, him pop up. A part of me wonders if maybe he listened to one of the episodes of my show and heard me talking about how, you know, I don't have a relationship with him. And I wonder if that's why he randomly reached out. We'll never know. But it was strange and I did need to take some time to meditate on how I wanted to respond because this issue is deeper than rap and this issue is one that way too many of us face. So I didn't want to just jump and, you know, make, and make a move, I just wanted to give myself time to figure out what I was going to do. And once I did meditate, I came to an answer in my mind and that's what I went with and I think that, that was the best choice. As someone who has lost a parent prematurely at a young age this is the one thing that I am sure of if I'm not sure of anything else the best way to deal with your parents is to remember this nine times out of ten your parents will go before you do you need to interact with them in such a way that if and when they leave this Earth, you will be comfortable with the way your relationship was and the effort you put in and the respect you showed and the love you had, that you will be okay with that because they will die and they will move on and be at peace and move on to their next, their next segment of life. It'll be you here walking this Earth without them. What you do not want is to ever feel any guilt. When my mother passed away, I had people ask me, like, how are you okay? Like, how are you handling this? Like, I would die if something happened to my mom. And I said, first of all, it's about not being selfish. She was in a lot of pain. Therefore, I am glad she is not in pain anymore. Second of all, I know that I did all I could and put forth my best effort to love and respect her. So as much as it saddens me to not have her here with me physically, I'm not dealing with the pain of regret. The pain of regret bears way more of a burden than the pain of death or the pain of or of loss or loneliness that regret is the worst thing you can feel knowing this I thought to myself what if I don't contact my father what if I tell him to kiss my ass you know and leave me alone and and something was to happen to him would I forgive myself would I feel comfortable with the decision I made am I is it my right to judge the way that someone else hurts my father clearly is an individual that is hurt and i don't know everything that happened in my father's life so therefore i cannot judge him as to why he may have the habits he has or do the things that he does it is my job to simply be his daughter so i decided that after years I was going to call him initially when I called him he did not answer the phone I ended up leaving him a voicemail very simple I was just like hey dad it's me call me back um he called me back I was at work when he called so then I called him back it was like a tag team thing for a second when I called him back, I'm listening because I'm an observer person. I listen to tone and body language more than I listen to the actual words that people say. When he heard my voice, I just heard a genuine happiness in his voice. When I was like, "Hello," and he's like, "Hello." And I'm like, "Hey dad." I and he's like, "Hey, honey." And I felt the genuine love. So at that point, I knew that no matter what either one of us says from this point forward, I can honestly say that I know he loves me. And that was a good feeling to feel because we need that as women. If you do not feel as though your father loves you, whether he is in law with you or not, it can be extremely disheartening and it can severely affect a woman's self-esteem. Because as women, our father validates our divinity. So hearing his, his joy and happiness in hearing from me um, was definitely a sign that I made the right choice to contact him. So we got to talking. You know, he said that he wanted to see me. I let him know that I would like for my son to go. He's in North Carolina, he told me, and I told him, I was like, I want my son to meet you. I want him to meet, um, you know, that side of the family. So we agreed and we'll see if he actually comes through and, you know, hopefully we can get up there and we can visit. And I will keep you guys posted on how that went. And we're going to talk further about uh, what happens when you do not father your daughters. So, as men, you create these children, whether it be on purpose, whether it be on quote-unquote accident, whether it be with a woman that you didn't necessarily want a child from, the fact of the matter is, you know, you as a man, you create these children. And sometimes, depending upon the circumstance, depending upon the relationship with the mother, depending upon certain issues you may have going on as a man at the time that that child is born you may neglect that child there are men that abandon their children and you abandon these children and you kind of put them i guess you know away you kind of put them behind you as because i i don't feel like men that abandon their children Think about them 24/7. I feel like they try to dismiss the idea of that child, and that's how they're able to get any sleep at night. And we don't think about the repercussions, the genuine repercussions. Speaking right now as a grown woman whose father did abandon her, I will. This is what I will say. I, I just, as a disclaimer, I am not a. Psychologists. I am not a doctor of any sort. I am just speaking on my truths and what has happened in my life during situations like these. And, and, and similar things that have happened to other people that I know or I'm in contact with. And I, I'm just speaking on the patterns that I see. The majority um, of situations that I've been exposed to. If your father, okay, if your father does not love you, praise you, protect you. What happens is you begin as a woman to subconsciously feel as though, well, you know, if my father can't and won't love me, how can any man? I struggled for a very long time to be able to accept that a man actually just wanted me or would choose me. I really felt like, you know, any man that showed any interest in me It was because he wanted something from me. I I never felt like I was capable of receiving genuine love from a man. And as a result of that, there were some relationships that I ruined. So what happens is, you abandon these women, uh, you abandon these children. I shouldn't say these women, you abandon these children. And then you don't understand how you have now caused permanent trauma to this child. This child will grow into an adult that will struggle with relationships, that will struggle with trust. It's bigger than you. It's very important not to bring children into this world unless you are going to raise them, regardless of the situation. At this point in time, you know, there are so many resources available that there really shouldn't be any man that is still, you know, hitting us with the old, oh she won't let me see my children she won't let me I mean come on you know niggas will catch a charge and go get a lawyer quick but then when you got to get a lawyer to fight for your kids or see your kids niggas feel like I ain't gonna do all that (laughs) you know there should never be uh, there should never be an extent that you will not go to for your children fight for your children be in your children's lives okay uh, if you are contributing to the pain of our people then you're poison and we all have a choice to be a poisonous person or a prosperous person we have that choice um, so I've just decided at this point in my life that I was just going to have to completely let go of that pain and just decide to move on from it. I decided that I had to accept that this is what happened to me and this is the relationship that I have with this man and let it go. I I had to just get to the point where I felt like if he's here, cool. If he's not, it is what it is. That way, even though I am back in contact with him, he cannot hurt me because, you know, your father has the power to hurt you no matter the age. But I have just decided I would just be extremely careful on the emotions that I give to him I will be extremely careful on how I deal with him or trust him because I just know what he is prone to do and what he's capable of doing so it's really about protecting myself at this point so that we can potentially heal so when we focus on black love the black family um, and I, I speak on why we have the problems we have how the number one focus of white supremacy is to discourage and dismantle the black family. Now, when I say this, there are always those few Negroes who will say the classic, well, we can't talk about the way white people treat us because look at the way we treat each other. Now, when you say that ignorant shit, What are you really saying? What you are really saying, what you are really insinuating, what you are subconsciously saying, whether you even realize it or not, is that white people treat each other better. And my question to that is, have you ever really seen the way that white people treat each other? Maybe you haven't seen it. Okay, they will backstab each other, talk about each other behind their backs. They are greedy with one another. They have the same problems that we have when it comes to the treatment of each other. The difference is they have a system put in place that is white supremacy, where they are still able to make money and benefit with each other without even trying. They don't have to get along to benefit with one another. And that's the difference. They have a system that is structured and set up to protect that. Their system of white supremacy is not not, um, contingent upon the way they treat each other, it's only contingent upon ignoring that it exists and collectively the only thing white people unify with is denying that racism exists and denying that they're racist and denying that white supremacy puts them in a higher position than us. That is the only thing they stick together with. So what that is when niggas say oh the way they treat us we can't speak on it cuz the way we treat each other that is that subconscious self-hatred that basically says the white man's water is wetter. Black people for the ma- black people don't even hate their own oppressors. And you expect me to you you want to feed me this bullshit and insult my intelligence and tell me that black people don't treat each other right? we need to understand the difference between healthy and unhealthy conflict and it's funny because this ignorant dialogue normally comes from christians your own bible that you love so much tells you that the first ever recorded murder quote-unquote was between who two brothers yet you still love this book and this religion so much it never stopped you show me a time in history where there has never been conflict over land over over uh wealth this is called natural normal conflict okay when you say that we can't speak on anything else because of the way we treat each other you're basically saying that all black people should hold hands and get together in front of a fire and sing kumbaya collectively and never fight, argue or disagree ever. That is unrealistic. In life, we don't we don't have we don't treat each other necessarily any worse than other races treat each other. The difference is we do not have a system put in place that benefits us all collectively regardless of how we feel about one another. So when I encourage black love, please don't come at me with no negative vibes about it because this is what we need. Black people, the issues we have between each other are normal family problems. You are most likely to murder those within the closest circumference to you. That has nothing to do with black on black crime. Black people do not treat other worse than other races. It's a common ignorant misconception. And I want to clear that up. We have normal problems. There will always be conflict, war, murder. That is life. The difference is it's not unhealthy. It's not unnatural. It's not a systematic oppressive form of conflict okay so i just want to clear that up before we go into further discussion about black love and black families because i know there's always those self-hating negroes that bring that white people logic up when it comes to conversations like this so we ain't doing none of that on african and american just making that clear so we're going to break this down um between the issues of the the issues that black men face and the issues that black women face. And then we'll talk about how those two separate issues create issues when it comes to creating relationships between each other. Now, black men, what makes a man confident? The number one thing that makes a man confident is his ability to take care of his family. This is extremely important. I don't want to go so far as to say a man is defined by how much money that he makes. But unfortunately, he kind of is because he is the provider. Well, nature is never redundant or wrong. Okay, the man is the provider. The woman is the sustainer and the nurturer. This is the way it works. We don't have two chiefs and two Indians, so to speak. Everyone has a job. (coughs) excuse me um an infant's food is located in the breast of the mother so once again nature nature tells us that it is the mother that is supposed to um be with her children nature does not tell us that it is natural for a woman to give birth to a baby shove the baby into daycare and then go work 40 hours a week that is not the way it's supposed to go that baby's food is located in your breast for a reason, so that nature tells us it is then a the man's job to be the one to provide, not the woman's job. So if you disagree with that, go argue with God with that, or you know, or or tell it to someone else because I don't want to hear it. I know that is a fact. So, um, so therefore, it is extremely important for a man's finances to be in order. It will directly. It will directly reflect his confidence as a man. Now, the the current black man, his grandfather's, uh, went through extreme emasculation attempts. Um, trauma is genetic. Trauma transfers to your children and their children. When you have had our grandfathers that were unable, that were not allowed to make money to save money that were emasculated in front of their women when their wives were raped uh, right in their face when you know slave owners would literally offer their female slaves as like gifts to their friends whether she was married or not so our men our grandfathers have went through being being raped themselves by white men being raped by white women white women where if she see he got some big black dick that she wants and she's asking him to give it to her and if she if he says no she's gonna say that he raped her or he touched her cushion on, it's a death sentence for him so now we've had our grandfathers who their penis was took taken from them um A lot of our grandfathers who were castrated because a lot of slave owners didn't want no big black dick around their daughters and their wives so we're we're dealing with men who were castrated fucked in the ass have their wives fucked in front of them not allowed to make any money not allowed to have a home have their children be beaten and they're unable to protect their children unable to protect their women you have now, congratulations, you have now taken away everything that makes a man a man. Now these men give birth to sons and those sons have given birth to sons and though that third generation is now the current black man today. I don't know why people feel like this slavery thing was so long ago, it's actually very current. So now our men today have to deal with that genetic trauma And that causes the the current black man to be extremely insecure. We can lie and say it's not the case all we want to, but it is a lot of insecurity that goes on. Okay, now you have this insecure man, and you're asking him to lead an entire family. And the reality is, does he even know how? Did he was he fortunate enough to have an example of it or not? And more times than not, he wasn't. So that is the first thing that we need to know and understand when it comes to our men and why they have some of the issues they have. And now we're going to go into the women and why we are the way we are and why we have some of the issues. Now, us as black women, so our great grandmothers were given children that they were forced to raise on their own and then were forced to raise their master's children. Um, And as a woman, when you have now taken her man away, when you have now taken her children away, you have taken away everything that is hers to nurture. Therefore, you have severely damaged her femininity. When our grandmothers were overly sexualized and raped, you have now taken away a woman's dignity, a woman's willingness to live. Rape to me is one of the worst things that can happen to a woman. I think I would rather be killed than be raped, especially to be raped by a white man. Just throw the whole woman away. I don't even know if I could look myself in the mirror after that. So this is, Extreme can you imagine being married to your husband and then getting picked to be fucked by your master's friend that's in town? Can you I mean how would you really be able to live with yourself as a woman after that? That is extreme trauma. Now your men are taken away. However, you still you still got to eat. You know, there were our grandparents could have literally been killed in certain instances if husband and wife was together. We had to get married on the low low. We weren't even allowed to be married. We had to get we had to hide and get married. So if a woman is not allowed to get married and have a man make an honest woman out of her, once again, you are taking away her right to femininity. So now our men are taken away, we still got to eat. We still got to protect ourselves. So guess what? a slight mutation occurs. And I say mutation because you now have to take on qualities and responsibilities that are unnatural to you as a woman. And in my opinion, that is a mutation. So now, our great-grandmothers had to work. They were raped. They would. They had to have children, take care of the children by themselves. They had to shut up. They had to You know, they had to think, they had to be the the backbone. And now you fast forward to the, the black woman today, and we still doing the same things. We don't necessarily even like to ask for help. We don't feel comfortable being vulnerable or being open with our emotions. And this is just a reality. So now you take this woman who pretty much has taken care of herself more times than not has also watched her mother take care of them take care of herself as well and now you try to introduce a man back into the life of this woman and there are a lot of black women who i feel like want love want relationships want to love our men but genuinely do not understand where a man fits into their everyday life and that's just a reality and we have to, the re- and it, this is not about, oh, we don't want to bring this up. We don't want to hear about this anymore. It's not about that. What this is about is before I get mad at, at a black man for having certain issues, I need to understand why you have them because understanding why you have them changes things. A man that goes to jail for stealing a loaf of bread because he was hungry and needed to feed his family. It's different to me than a man who goes to jail for stealing a piece of bread because he just didn't want to pay for it. Okay, the reason behind why people do things makes a difference. So if we are so busy just being angry at one another like, oh, niggas do this and bitches do this. And I don't deal with black, b- black bitches because they act like this. And I don't deal with black men because they act like this. What are we really doing? And all we are doing is continuing a vicious, disgusting, hurtful cycle that gets us nowhere. Study the opposite sex. Understand each other. If we do not understand the issues, that then when we face them in relationships, and I do say when. It will cause you to push away from that person as opposed to pushing closer to that person and balancing those energies and healing in order to have healthy relationships this day and age between black men and women. So I want to see the black love challenge kind of populate. The black love challenge will be for black women to take an extra second, an extra step to monitor the way we speak to our men as opposed to raising your voice, talking down on your man, um, talking at our men. let's challenge ourselves to take a second even in the midst of whatever situation we're in, we are smart enough and strong enough and we have enough self-control to take a second, just a second, to look at our language and our tone and make a conscious effort at just, Start Just to start, this is just how we're going to start. I feel, I think we just got to start somewhere. Sometimes once you just get something started, everything falls into place after that. So let's just do the watch how we talk to our men challenge. As opposed to being like, well, what are you talking about? I know you see it's right there. Your, your leg ain't broke. You get it yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. You got me fucked up. I don't know what you got. As opposed to doing all that, let's just start practicing taking a deep breath monitoring what's coming out of our mouth there is so much power in our words as black women so much power and if we're not using it for good then we're using it for bad so let's as women let's start with that let's start by communicating to our men what we need Sometimes we play that oh I'm good I'm fine role and we're not good and we're not fine and we are uncomfortable reaching out to our partners and telling them what we need because too often than not we're told you'll be alright or that we're tripping or that we're being irrational or you know that we're being dramatic so let's start by in a healthy and loving way communicating more to our men what we want what we need stop trying to bear all the burdens stop trying to be superwoman all the time you know men don't read us as well as we think they do sometimes there's a lot of men where sometimes they don't do certain things for a woman because she never asked them to men don't think like us they have I think it's way easier for a woman to think like a man than it is for a man to think like a woman I think it can be very difficult Um, not too many men are thrown into feminine roles but there's a lot of women who are thrown into masculine roles so Asking for a man to understand certain things about you that you have not communicated with him can be frustrating to you and to him. So even though it sounds simple, we can also start by just letting him know what you need. Okay. Once you let him know what you need, you know, it's it's on him at that point on whether or not he comes through, but it's on you if you're not communicating that to him. And the challenge that I have for brothers is before, if, if, if you do see your woman, you know, feeling a certain way or, you know, upset, depressed, struggling, um, anxious, as opposed to using language, because again, there's power in a man's words as well. I challenge uh, black men not to ever tell another black woman, you're strong, you got this, you'll be okay. I ch- That's my challenge for the brothers and to replace that lingo with I got you we will get through this we will figure this out we let start letting your women know that you are there that that she is not alone it really all starts with our choice of language once we can get that situated we'll be all right so that is the start we don't want to just sit around and you know, talk about our problems and not talk about solutions. The solution is for us to be mature, for us to be grown, and for us to be realistic and take accountability for our own actions and how they affect ourselves and our partners. It's that simple. It's it's a matter of deciding to create our own reality. And the reality that we want to create is watching our mouths, being aware of our issues so that we can prevent further adding to the problem and further adding to the cycles because that's really all this is our cycles okay um so now i want to go into uh the relationships between mothers and their sons and fathers and their daughters like uh just just some things that maybe we hadn't thought about so i have a younger brother that does not prefer uh, to be with a black woman he is with a white girl himself and and he, that's what he has pretty much always liked and I had to and I'm very disappointed in that but I had to think to myself like why is he like that because I don't know I damn sure ain't like that like how did he turn out like that like what makes him do that and then I had to be real with myself on why my mother did not play no games okay as wonderful as a mother that she was most of us can say you know all the same things but we can compare stories on what we got beat with how many spankings we got like it's too many of us that can kind of exchange those stories and that was my mom she did not play no kind of games I mean, when I tell you this woman could fuss, I mean, I, I swear to God, I thought my mom sometimes would just wake up in the morning and fuss. And why that happens is because there are a lot of black women who have way too much pressure on them on their own. They, they don't have that support they need, which was definitely the case with my mom. That's why I don't get mad at her for, you know, her being the way she was because I'm like, look at all this. She was under unnatural amounts of stress. And unfortunately, as black women especially as black mothers, especially as single black mothers, too many times our frustrations from our everyday life and our, our, our plates that are overflowing with responsibility, we take that pressure and that stress out on our children. And that's the reality. And, look, and I'm like, the reason why my brother does not date black women is because I believe that he is traumatized in a sense at my mother's, by my mother's mouth, by the way she would talk to him, by how much she would spank him. And this is considered normal to us. It wasn't considered, you know, child abuse or, you know, out of the ordinary. Like I said, we can all exchange these stories all day. But I truly feel like by her putting her hands on him, by her yelling at him so much, by her uh, talking down on him. I believe that that is why he subconsciously resents black women and does not wish to date them or to protect them or provide for him. I think it also affects his ability to be a strong man. I think it affects his ability to, um, to achieve those natural instincts that a man should have. And, and like I said, this is just based upon my observation. So Mothers, when it comes to our sons, I want that to be another challenge. The way that you talk, even, I mean, your children, but it is, it's different with your sons. Because if you are not sweet and soft and gentle and talk to your sons with respect, you are, you are potentially making them grow up to hate anyone that looks like you, resembles you, or is anything like you. And, and we don't want to push our men into the arms of other races of women. So as opposed to saying like, boy, get your ass over here. And, you know, when I talk to my son, I'm just like, Elijah, you know, I need you to go ahead and try to hurry up because we got to go. We're going to be late. Just talk to your children. My son is allowed where if he's upset or angry about something, I don't just tell him, oh, be quiet. I don't want to hear it. I said what I said because I said so. I don't do any of that. If he's upset, I let him explain why he's upset. I, l- I listen to him. Let him talk. Um, I don't believe in spanking boys. I don't believe in putting your hands on them. I, I don't even know when the last time I spanked my son um it's 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 an emasculation you don't want to create these traumatized scary boys that are are you know resentful of black women so you know be mindful of the way that you talk to them. It's not what you say, but how we say it. And too many times I just see us as black women and the way we come off to our sons and the way we treat our sons, the way we treat our children, you are making these boys resent. And and we don't want to make our boys have resentment. We want to make them feel confident and we want to make them feel strong. So, you know, let's just be more mindful of that. And once again, understanding the background as to why we do certain things. um, Beating your children is a slave-like thing to do. If you teach your children that they are royalty, they will conduct themselves as such. Royalty is not getting beat with extension cords. That is just not the way it works. That is peasant behavior. It is slave behavior. Now, our grandmothers, unfortunately, they had to downplay their children. They A lot of times they had to talk down or come down hard on their children because they were sometimes given choices like either you discipline a child or master did. So unfortunately a lot of times our own mothers would go upside our head to avoid someone else doing it. A lot of times our grandmothers had to downplay um, our intelligence because kids, those black children that were considered too smart were sometimes killed. So that she would have to like, you know, make her children seem dumb or downplay their brain or accomplishments to keep them safe and keep them alive so that was why they did it Um, we don't have that issue anymore so we can definitely x that out but that is a background uh, a part of the background on why we are prone to kind of talk to our children that way and then we consider you know when you talk to your kids like you know timmy like how do you feel about that we consider that to be like the quote-unquote white way of raising our children, but that is simply the way you raise children when you have not been turned against them. So we need to be mindful of that and get that slave-like childbearing style out of here. That shit gots to go. Now, when it comes to men with your daughters, too, too many times a man having a bad relationship with his daughter is a reflection of lack of self-love for himself um, and as I stated earlier just issues with his own mother so with men the I would it's very simple with men I would say since you are a man um, it's not necessarily your job to teach it's not, not not even not necessarily but it's not your job to teach your daughter her feminine qualities however, the number one advice that I would give to black fathers is to, first of all, definitely not to lay a finger on your daughters. When you beat your daughters, what you are doing, whether you know it or not, you are, you are desensitizing her to having a man put his hands on her. If her own father beats her when she does something wrong, those are the same girls that grow up and allow a man to beat on her when she, quote unquote, does something wrong. Keep your hands off your daughters. Um, We really just need to encourage our daughters, love on them, be affectionate as black men. This makes a woman be healthy. It, It allows her to not be thirsty for a man's attention. I can say that I always felt invisible to men. Like as much as men would always look at me and give me attention, I still felt invisible to men. It was like no matter how much attention a man gave me, I needed more, and it was because of that lack of attention from my father. So, um, I think that when it comes to men, it's a it's a lot more simple than it is than, than in the relationship between black women and their sons to repair. It really is. You're really you're you have one job. <laughs> You have one job. You know, just love your daughters. If you do not, it creates a whirlwind of emotions that a girl will go through through her adult life if she does not receive that. So I really just want us to stop beating ourselves up so much. And I would like for us to be more understanding of each other. I would like for us to not be so hard on one another. I really want to see us go through a healing process and until we really understand how we got this way it's not going to change as long as we feel unworthy of loving one another you know nothing is going to change i just want us to give ourselves the permission to be great the permission to heal because that's what it is it's almost as like we don't do it because we don't feel like it's okay And We don't need a permission flip from anyone. We can say on our own that we are allowed to heal There has been a massive war on our relationships between each other for hundreds of years The reality is it could take hundreds of years to undo the damage but we have to start somewhere so Let's start now. We all have access to the information. We all have platforms where we can communicate and get on one page. So let's do that. It simply is a matter of making a choice. Um, I'm definitely going to keep everyone posted on the progress or lack of progress potentially between my father and I. I promise to be very open and honest about it. I also would like to hear um, some stories uh, that if anyone else has any insight or would like to share information on uh, similar situations with your father or with your mother. You can always do a call, in, a call in here on the Anchor app. Just go ahead and tap that icon when you're listening to the station. You can record a call in. You can also direct message me on Instagram your stories. Let me know if I have permission to share the stories. I can share the stories um, just so that we can get more examples. I can share them with or without your name in it. If you are, if you're going to open up to me to tell me your story, I appreciate that. Just let me know whether or not you're okay with me sharing the story. And like I said, if you, if I, if you are okay with it, but you just would like to remain anonymous, that's fine as well. But talk to me. I want to hear your experiences because like I said I know I'm not alone in my experience and and a part of our healing is going to be to get to talking about this stuff so I look forward to hearing from you and hearing your insights and hearing your experiences I will definitely next week's show is going to be a good one I'm going to announce um, sometime this week on what we will be discussing but the show is going to keep getting greater and greater. I've been getting great feedback thus far. I am so grateful and so appreciative of it. Um, we're going to kind of take the gloves off next week, though. We're going to really get down to the nitty-gritty on a few things and, um, you know, just continue doing what we're doing. I want to thank you for listening to Episode 3 of African and American, and I will see you next week. This your girl, Six the Goddess, signing off.